You John? <laughs> Not me, the other John. Well, if you've had a chance, well, no, correction. If you had a chance this year to go to the Central Brazil mission down to the Amazon, if you could come up here, please, and go ahead and have a seat. These were, seats were designed specifically for you, should be comfortable. We have a, uh, an exciting time today, and we have one chair here, just in case. Uh, I know that Mary Faye was feeling a little under the weather. Um, over this past week, and I didn't know if she was going to be able to be here. She didn't know if she was going to be able to be here, and if she shows up, you know, if she comes in in the middle of this, send her up here. Just, just say, you have to go up to the front, Mary. You can have that. You just turn it on with the button. There you go. I got two more for you. All right, everything but the blue. There's a button on there. You guys can turn that on. What's that? You leave yours off? Okay. All right. Well, this, ladies and gentlemen, is your group of missionaries that went to Brazil this year. Um, You probably know them. You know most of them, I'm sure. On the end is Earl Hobner. Earl is well acquainted with Central Brazil Mission and Project Amazonas, Uh, perhaps the Worst half of Earl and Ruth Ann Hobner, uh, but he's here to join us today. Uh, Megan Carpenter over there on the end, Russ in the middle, Russ Varner, Ashley Watkins, my wife, and Stephanie May over here on the end. Now, there are some others that were able to go to Brazil this year, and uh, they, they couldn't be here today. We already talked about Mary, Mary Fay. She was able to go. Um, Mike Caudill. Uh, Ashley's dad, my dad-in-law, he was able to go to Brazil, but you guys know that he and Jill like to spend their time in Florida during the winter, and uh, so they're not here today. Uh, Also, prepared to go, willing to go, ready to go, and I think it's important to mention uh, Jolie Weinbrenner. She was excited to go. Now, unfortunately, things, it's, it's, a lot has happened, right? It's been a, it's been a tough one. Um, and uh, Joe was unable to go, but, but the desire was there, and uh, so I think it's important to mention her today. We're going to have a chance today just to discuss and talk to the people who went about their experiences uh, down in Brazil, and uh, hopefully, while we do this, you might have some questions answered for yourself. You might be excited about going or just have a really kind of a better understanding of what this mission does and what the expectations are. I want to pray, and then we'll get uh, get right into this. Father, we do thank you. We thank you that uh, you've given us the opportunity to participate in the love of Christ around the world. You've given us a chance to give, to use what we have uh, to give to others, Father, and to serve them. We also thank you that we are energized, that 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 service, Father... the way you construct it, it goes both ways. 
And so I thank you that we get the chance to participate. I thank you also, Father, that we can be challenged, challenged to do things that are out of the ordinary for us, and that we can be strengthened by that. I ask today, Father, that you are glorified, that this, this mission is honored in your sight. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, now, before we start, a question to you guys. Who, anybody out here, have you ever had the chance, not the chance, have you ever actually gone uh, to CBM? Have you ever gone to Brazil on this boat trip? Wow, okay, all right, quite a few. All right, excellent, excellent. Um, I'm not talking to you today, okay? Uh, but if you want to chime in, by all means, yell from the back, okay? And, and you can add to our conversation. And I'm just going to start with, uh, with you guys, probably everybody except for Earl, but I'm just curious. Um, be the question you'll understand. Is this, for you guys, who is the, the which one of you uh, went on this trip for the first time? The first time. You've never been on this trip before, so, so three of you out of, out of the four, out of the five sitting here. I'm also curious if you've gone on mission trips before. Is this, is this your first mission trip going on? So, Megan, this is your first mission trip, and it's Central Brazil. All right, Megan, I'm going to start with you. <laughs> and here's the question. Why this one? Um, I'd probably say because I've heard about it forever. I mean, mm -hmm. our church has been, you know, part of it for... Yes, So, so Earl being here actually helped this opinion and did not hurt this opinion. Yeah, yeah, okay, I would say okay, so. all right. Was it was it what you expected? Did you have an idea, or yeah. were you completely thrown? No, that was that was what I expected, probably more. Okay, because of information you'd had. Mm -hmm. Okay, all right, very good, very good. Let me ask uh, Russ. Let me ask you. You've been on this trip a couple of times. All right, um, we all get the chance to do something. There's many different mission trips we go on. There's many different things we can be involved in, but you've been involved with this one obviously more than once. What causes somebody to do it more than once? Why is this one special? Doing it more than once. Well, this was my third trip, and <clears throat> I loved it so much every time that I was excited to go again. Although originally I was not going to go this time. Someone else was going to lead this trip to start with, and then it got postponed because of COVID, and then they couldn't lead it this time, and they wanted someone to lead it that had been on it before, so I agreed to do it, and I'm really glad I did because it was a blessing again. You, so, so you took the reins, and you led this trip, and I know you mentioned this a, a few weeks ago. Did you have any help? leading this trip and getting things lined up. A whole lot, yeah. I didn't really end up having to do very much because Katrina and Rose Smith did most of the work. Okay, okay. So a lot of stuff is done in-house and kind of through the church yeah. and uh, things like that. What about, um, you've been, again, you've been uh, on, let me ask, let me ask, uh, let me ask Stephanie here because you, you've, you've done this a few times, Russ. Stephanie, this is the first time you've been, 
uh, down there. I know that it has been only a couple weeks, all right? But this is, this is the big thing. This is one of the big questions I always think about. Has your perspective, just in life in general, has it changed? Has your, has, the way you see life, the way you see others, has it changed? Remember, Definitely. real close. That's a loaded question. So, <laughs> it is. Yeah. So, some of you know I'm a nurse at um, Affiliated Dermatology. If you've had, in Dublin, if you've had surgery with Dr. K, it is highly likely that I was your nurse. Uh, anyway, I was fortunate enough to meet Chris Watkins, and within 15 minutes of us having a conversation, we just hit it off and we were talking about travel and culture and learning other languages and mm -hmm. she said, well, you should go on the mission trip through my church. My son Johnny's the pastor. I'll, I'll introduce you to some people and it just happened like that. <laughs> I know this woman that you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, you know this woman she I speak of. She's very persuasive. Yes, yes, I love her. Yes. Yeah. So. As do I. I do too. Yes. Yeah. yeah, I can imagine. So, I can imagine. Go ahead. Sorry to interrupt. Yeah. So, um, when we were at the airport, Ashley said, I have something for you. This is, this is from Chris. And it was a journal. And this was it. And she gave us both one. And I thought, oh, how sweet. It's got an S on it. And I, I need, I, I've been wanting to write more and journal, and that would be great. And then... We were on the bus on the way to Manaus, and Earl said, I need somebody to journal this trip for the CBM website. Oh. And you had a journal. And all of a sudden, all of a sudden, he says, Stephanie, you do it. And I looked over at Judy, which she's not here today, and okay. Judy goes, it's okay. We'll help you. You were making eye contact. He's got to pick somebody. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay, all right, so um, I've got my journal, and actually what I found out by writing everything down, and, and they'll all tell you I was writing all the time, is that I really enjoy writing, um, and although I did not write that much on the website, I kept it pretty mm -hmm. short. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, yeah, Earl said, don't write too much, people won't read it, yes. but... Um, I, too, don't speak very often. <laughs> no. Limited words yeah. I like to use. Um, so the writing has really helped me. And since I've been home, I decided to continue it. And um, I actually um, want to write a book about my adventures. Well, no yeah. kidding. And um, we'll see where that goes. Well, that's very cool. Mm -hmm. All right, fantastic. Well. We'll get to read your book, right, when this is done. Yes. So is this going to be tomorrow? <laughs> no? By the way, the it journal... It take me a while. The journal is on our website. Oh, it is? Yeah, and yeah. And pictures on that. that. Yeah, yeah. So you can read that. cbm.org.br. That's right. cbm.org. You and Ruth Ann established, Earl, you established this mission 53 years ago at this point. Yeah, Right? <laughs> 53, back in... 1954 19... years in July that we went. Okay, okay. So back in 1969, I think it was. I've read about 1969 in history books. Um, <laughs> old ones. Um, and you, so you've been, you've been doing this for 53 years. 
One of the things that I've been asked, and um, I think you could, you could answer this, and I'm sure Russ could as well, I have nothing to do. We, we, we hear about the, the boat and the medical trips and so, things like that. I'm a part of this church. I have nothing to do with the medical field, and I might get a little bashful about going on a trip like this thinking there's nothing that I have to offer. Is that the case, or, or can I still be involved? Is there still work that I can do if I go? No, there's plenty to do. Uh, we usually like to have a, a PA, an MD. We, well, we have a Brazilian doctor now, and this was her first trip. She just graduated in December. Uh, the mission paid for her to do medical school. And so now we have a Brazilian doctor on, on every trip. But there's a lot to do on the boat. There's weighing and measuring people to come in. Uh, you have to stand out in the front and uh, tell them how to get on the boat. Russ, tell them, we need another medical patient. What would you say? How would you say it? Prosimo Medico. There you go. How about well, we Prosimo need... Dentista. There we go. That was my job. That was my job. So there's plenty to do. Passing out vitamins, giving out worm medicine, being a dental assistant, which Ooh. Stephanie did a very good job, worked in the dentist office. And there's plenty to do, so you don't have to be a medical person. Okay, okay. Well, so, Russ, that was one of your jobs, you know, what, what you guys were talking about. You were journaling and, assist, uh, and worked as a dental assistant. Uh -huh. So I got to ask Megan and Ashley. Megan, what was... You're there, yeah, just real, real close, real close. You got to be reminded all the time, yeah. just real close. I worked in the pharmacy and helped like hand out vitamins and okay. like, whatever else they prescribed for. So, so you showed up and they just threw you into the pharmacy and said, "Good luck, you're oh, on no. your own." No, I worked with Danielle. Daniela. Daniela. Um, she is one of the Brazilians that works on the boat. So. Yeah, Ruth Ann had trained her to work this Brazilian young lady to work in the pharmacy. And so, because we, we had been working, our responsibility was to make a disciple to take our job. And so she had done a good job on hers. I had not done a good job on mine. <laughs> so I used it translated for the doctor. But now we have Daniela that works in the drugstore. And so we always have to have an American help because all of our medicine, almost all of our medicine comes from the U.S. Mm -hmm. the, the people that go on trips, they take two suitcases of vitamins and over-the-counter meds that we use on the boat. And so Megan was a big help because she could go through the drugstore and get the medicine that given to the people that are being treated. And as far as need for that boat, particularly in the pharmacy, this is a, a well-stocked pharmacy, and just be blunt, it's not cheap to, to, to have that, right? I mean, this is a serious need. Yeah, it is. People... Uh, you are a very important part of the ministry. We have hundreds of people that give vitamins and muscle rub and hydrocortisone cream and Vicks and ibuprofen. And if we didn't have the help that we get from churches like you, like we've got another suitcase to take for the trip that I'm going back in May, that we wouldn't have any, any meds on the boat. And we give out every trip between eight to $10,000 worth of over-the-counter meds on each trip. Mm. And that all comes from people like you that bring in the meds that we need. So, Well, there's a question I want to tag on the back of that one now that I'm thinking about it. But before I do, 
Um, when it comes to actually, when it comes to actually going, when it comes to actually going through, jumping through the hoops, uh, you know, some of the hoops to, to do this, to free up the time and so forth, some of those things can get rather daunting and there's a lot of stuff that happens in life. And so I, I'm, I'm curious and I'm just going to ask Ashley here, I, I, I know some of the answer, um, but I'm curious, were you, number one, were you apprehensive at all? about saying yes to this, and what was, the, what was the thing? What was the something someone said or something you saw? What was the thing that kind of encouraged you or kind of put you over the edge to actually go and do this, to think that you could? So, is that on? Okay. I've always been intrigued. I'm a nurse, so medical mission was always something I wanted to do. But Randy Varner, um, the day that he stood up here and said he left his whole family, and I was like, why can't I do that? One kid, one husband, and Randy did it. So why can't I? So that was my shove. Why not? You know? Just leave him. Just walk out. Just go to Brazil. I don't see why you can't do that. Um, and I wasn't anxious at all. That was the best thing about it. That's good. That's good. That's good. We were, we were, we were, we, we were. I'm glad you. So, so that's the type of thing, uh, you, you know, you, you hear from other people, you say, look, if they can do it, I can do it. But while you're at it, and this is kind of a question for all of you, when, again, just, just in the preparation, just to go, uh, what is or is there a difficulty that you face leading up to the trip? It, because a lot of people have these types of questions, whether it's, whether it's leaving work, family, whether it's getting paperwork done, it, raising the money to go. Is, was there something that was particularly difficult for you, uh, and this is for anybody, and, and how were you able to just, just get it done? Was there anything, maybe that's the answer, was there anything terribly difficult in the preparation? No. <laughs> <laughs> well, I say for me, the worst, I mean, it's not, it doesn't seem that bad, but the worst thing was um, making checklists for you. Making sure <laughs> teachers were aware of kids' things that John doesn't know about, um, that kind okay. of stuff. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> I want to I, I kind of piggyback on some things that Megan and, and Earl were talking about there. Cole what had did, a list, too. So what's that? Cole had a list, too. So hey. don't feel bad. Yes. <laughs> You have four. That's right. You have four. We managed to move the trampoline over to the edge of the roof um, of the house by the time she got back. Um, Sam let the cat out of the bag on that one. Uh, when it comes to, when it, we've talked about the needs, we've talked about the pharmacy, we've talked about a lot of these things. What is, in your experience, and a lot of you, you may have different, different views here, what is the primary need? I mean, what's the main thing that these folks in Brazil on the Amazon struggle with? What is something that jumped out to you? Like, wow, I take this for granted, but here it's a big deal. Uh, what's, what was something that really kind of struck you? I know some of you were talking about dental work and things like that. Is it, is it, is it that type of thing that is this major need? Uh, what do you think? Let's just start with Earl. What is, the, what is the major need? What's the biggest need? What's the main thing that you see? Well, when we first started in the Amazon 23 years ago, we saw little kids two and three years old that had never seen a bar of soap. Uh, they had no idea what toothpaste was. They would just squeeze the toothpaste and eat it. 
they had worms that was coming out from under their arms, their neck. I mean, just you, you, if you've never seen a kid with worms like that, you wouldn't, you wouldn't believe it could be, exist. And so we saw the need of vitamins and worm medicine. So everybody that comes on the boat, whether they want to or not, they get a dewormer and they get two months supply of vitamins. And we saw that that worked because we went back to the same villages for the first three or four years and we saw the health in these villages get better. Because these people along the, along the river, they live from meal to meal. When it's time for them to eat, they'll go catch a fish. And they have farinha, which is what we call sawdust on the boat. It looks like sawdust, but it's made from a root, made from manioc, and they grind it up, and that's their, that's their, their main diet is uh, the fish and, and farinha. And so through that, we developed the greenhouse project, and we were able to see the greenhouse project. But you think about that, you've not eaten any lettuce for 30 years, and all of a sudden you're supposed to eat lettuce. <laughs> you're going to spit it out. <laughs> so we had to try to get the people to, to think about having a better diet. And so we have a, a, the greenhouse project now, and it's, it's going good to help them have a better diet than just the rice or the uh, fish and the farinha. Mm -hmm. So that's their main need. It's just it was malnutrition and helping them to have a... Mm -hmm. D Stephanie, did you notice anything being a dental assistant? Uh, serious needs? Yeah, the dental care. I mean, that's the last time I'll ever complain about getting mm -hmm. my crown fixed. Sure. Um, yeah. The dental care is a big one, and then education, I would say, only okay. because I, I take an evening class, I'm trying to learn Spanish, and I kind of take that for granted. I'm complaining that, you know, they don't allow for night classes, now I'm going to take an online one this semester and stuff like that. It's just, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but I have the opportunity. Yeah, sure, sure. I've seen um, a lot of the pictures, and uh, the pictures we can see online. In fact, we have, are we rolling those? I haven't been paying attention. We should, we, we've got some pictures up there I know that we can roll through as we're talking. Um, I called an audible and all that stuff. Sorry, guys. Um, you, get a, you get an idea of where they are in Brazil. Um, Brazil's a lot bigger, I think, than a lot of people think it is. You guys are in sort of the northern part um, of Brazil. Um, and uh, so we, we got to see, we, we are getting to see a lot of the pictures you guys have taken. What was, what was your most, it, it may have been a good thing, it may have been a bad thing, uh, but what was something that was very memorable? What was the most memorable thing? It's kind of a, maybe this moment where you said, I'm glad I'm here. Maybe this moment where you said, whoa, I'm in way over my head. Uh, what was something that was just for this particular trip, something very memorable uh, to you? Go ahead. How about, how about you, Ashley? Um, I would say the worship was the best part of it. It was just, we had one lady, what, what was her name? Danielle. Danielle. Um, she was our worship leader, and she would sing in Portuguese, and it was just the most beautiful thing ever. Okay, okay. Was that, now, do you guys have worship time on the boat, or was that in a, in a separate church or anything like that? So we did every morning. We would do worship with the Brazilians, and that was fun to do. They would sing to us, and we would sing to them, so that was fun. And... Earl would grill us on Portuguese how to speak, so that was fun, too. Um, Good luck. We, <laughs> <laughs> but 
then we actually did um, a couple villages. We did worship with them in the village, and that was fun, too, to go see their, their place yeah. of worship. Yeah. What about anybody else? Is there something beyond, beyond worship that you thought, this is, this is really, this is something special? Something they look forward to every morning was, breakfast! <laughs> That's the alarm clock. Yeah, yeah. All right, all right. That's how, I, that's how we got him up. Yeah. Did you guys, was there ever a moment, uh, whether it was the trip down, whether it was while you were there, the first time you were assigned a job, the first time Earl grilled you on, on Portuguese, was there a moment that you thought that you were way out of your element, that this is, this is, this is a little more trying than I thought it was going to be? Maybe, Russ, but what about your first trip ever? Did you think about anything like that? You know, I, I thought about it. A lot I think about it when I'm sitting there before I come up here today, you know. But it's so amazing that when you step out of your comfort zone and do something in service to God that he just helps you to do it and he puts you at ease. And it, it's just an amazing feeling and that's what really drives me to keep doing stuff. Mm -hmm. I remember when I went to India, my first mission trip, they called us up, you might remember, um, the missionary called us all up to speak in front of this whole church. And I'd never done anything like that in my life. I was scared to death. But I got up there and did it, and God helped me do it. And mm -hmm. I, I felt awesome after it was done, you know. Sure, sure. And you know, this another thing about this mission is more than just this medical boat. They Another big need of the people in this region is Jesus. And they've spread Jesus. They have a full-time evangelist going around to other villages, training pastors, planning churches. They have over 50 churches in this region of the yeah, Amazon. The Amazon. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That Do they've planted and built. And so it's a huge deal. So you guys weren't on a boat the whole time. Did you have the chance to go into some of these, some of these other churches? I know, you went, I know there were a lot of people from villages that came to you. But did you have a chance to go to them? Did you have a chance to go to other churches? Did you have a chance to see some of the local culture outside of the, outside of the boat? Hey, Megan, what do you think? Did you like it? <laughs> yeah, we um, went into the villages for um, church services or worship. Um, and we were able to walk around a couple of them. And then we also walked around San Sebastian. I know I'm saying that wrong. No. <laughs> um, it definitely, I mean. That's the little town where we have our center. Okay. Mm -hmm. And San Sebastian isn't real big, right? It's no bigger than. 4,000 people. Okay. Okay. Yeah, it's pretty small. All right. But you guys fly into Manaus, which is, which is a big, Two big million. City. Two million. So that's a little bigger than, than Russiavania here. <laughs> and you, uh, of course, 4,000 is a lot bigger than Russiavania. Uh, so you had the chance to go into San Sebastian and see, kind of see the local culture and things like that. Now, I am curious. There was, there was, and I don't know if we have a picture of it. I mean, we might, we might not. Uh, apparently, you guys woke up one day, the, the crew woke up one day, and there was an anaconda on the boat, like a, 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 some sort of large... Not this trip. Some sort of... We, no, no. Now, that's not what I've heard. I've heard It's that, the one that's still on there. We don't know where it is. Oh. <laughs> It's hidden someplace. I don't know. I, I saw a picture of it. It was it was pretty big. I mean, the head on this thing was was was. This wasn't like your own trained snake. This is this is what it is living in the Amazon or living on the Amazon. Yeah, but you don't see 
Yeah. You don't see them very often. We do, we, we do want to get people excited about this, so that probably wasn't <laughs> the smartest thing to bring up. Um, Let but, me say this. Usually when a, <laughs> when a group comes, uh, three or four of them have already been on a trip. And so when they come, they'll bring four or five people that have, that it's their first time. Well, before they get off the boat, they want to mark to come back on another trip. Well, when they come back, four or five of them will come back when four or five new people come back. And so they used to be able to mark a trip for, for two years, every two years, and we have groups that still come every two years. Uh, that gives them time to plan their vacation, to raise the funds that you need. Now let me say this. If you decide to go on a trip, what, is, what, it, what it's gonna cost you is your time. You will be able to raise the funds that you need for the trip. And it's a blessing and, and for you to be able to help those that go, because you will be blessed by giving. Some of you, most of you cannot go but you can help those that can go. And you are blessed by doing it. And you can raise it, you can send out a letter for people that you know and ask them that you're going on a mission trip and they'll, they'll help you. You won't have any trouble raising the two $2,500, $3,000 that you need for a trip. What it's gonna cost you in the end will be your time. But then you have to plan your vacation and we're scheduling trips now almost finished for 2025. I think I've got three dates left for 2025 for trips because that, that is, it is a life-changing experience. Once you do a trip, uh, your life is going to be different. Mm -hmm. Your priorities are going to change. You're going to see that you don't need what you think you need as much as you think you need it. <laughs> I mean, true. it's completely different. What about, what, what about uh, you know, uh, Megan and, uh, and Ashley both said, hey, look, uh, Cole and, and, and John have to come down here. I think Renika said something about Andy. What if, what if we don't go as a church? What if we can't go as a church? And there's times in between where we can be freed up individually. Can we still, can we still connect with people and go down to this mission and help? Usually if it's just, say, two or three people that want into a group, I can usually find room for somebody that wants to go. Okay. Okay. And but most people try to schedule their trips at least two years ahead of time so they can, and then they, they, we have churches that start doing, as soon as they finish a trip, they start doing projects, raising funds for the trip two years from now. Okay. Okay. And so when, when it comes, they've got their group already. And usually you start out, you have 30 people that are interested. When it gets down to it, maybe you have eight that are really going to go. Sure. But that's, sure. that's just the way it is. Yeah, life happens. You know, things, things come up. Um, so we've, we've talked about just about, I think, everybody's job. We haven't talked about your job, Ashley. What was your job? You, 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 you kept the journal. You, were, you journaled and you assisted the dental assistant. What, was, what did you do? I weighed them, blood pressure, and height. So, and also I had a job, they, they would come in and they came in a fa as a family, usually like five or six people at a time on the boat and they all have these medical cards with their names on it and I had to figure out who belonged to what medical card to write the right information. So that was fun. Yeah, sure. <laughs> so that was my job. Okay, all right. Now you guys, you're not necessarily on the river the whole time, uh, every single day from the moment you step off the plane. 
how long are you actually on the river? You, 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 you leave from Manaus, you, get, you go to, I think, San Sebastian, you get on the boat, and then you go somewhere. And how long are you actually away uh, and not being able, you, you can't really communicate with anybody? How long was that? From the time you leave Manaus till you get back, it's about eight days that you, you have very little communication with the rest of the world. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's just the way it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you, have you, are you going to any places that you haven't been yet? Oh, yeah. Okay. You, but see, you, we schedule. The Amazon goes up for six months, and then it goes down. It's like a six-month tidal wave. So we schedule our trips to villages depending on where the water is. So we'll schedule, like all of our trips now this, this year have already been scheduled where we're going to be each month. See, and so since we're, where we went on this trip, and, and I told him this, this was the best trip we've had this year. Obviously. The first I, it's the only one. <laughs> oh, was that the first? <laughs> but we went to places we've been going to for 20 years. And so the people there have good health. We have missionaries that work there. And so it's not like we have to go back there all the time. So the trips like in July and August, September, we will go to new villages where we've never been. Okay. where we have a missionary that's on down the river. And that's one of the reasons we're in the process now of getting a hydroplane because our, we're going to have like the center in San Sebastian, mm-hmm. and we have a, a missionary, a preacher from Goiania that was there training while we were on the boat. Okay. Uh, he was training all of our, our missionaries there. But we have one, one of our missionaries comes about 12 hours in a boat to get to the training, and he's got his disciples and so the plane's going to help us train three days in one place and then in the plane be at the next place. Okay, sure. And do another three days instead mm-hmm. of spending the 12 or so many hours. So we'll have two centers, and the other center is in an area where we're with a lot of new churches. Okay. Do you have somebody to fly that yet? Michael's taken. Is he? Okay. Yeah. Never mind. I'll scratch that one. <laughs> Um, let me ask you this. We, we're getting close to the end of our time. I, I really like this. Do you question. know how to do a hydroplane? Well, it's a rating that I, I can I can go through pretty easily. Yeah, you got to be able to. We'll we'll talk. You know, <laughs> uh, Andy, yeah, Renika's husband. He he flies too, and so yeah. you've got you've got plenty of people to to come down there and try. Yeah, that. we we don't have the plane. We had a guy that got all excited on one of the trips, and he said, "You need a plane. You need a plane." And I said, we don't really need a plane right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, when the time comes, we will have the plane. But Michael started, so when we, he, he said, I got a guy that can be a pilot too. And I said, I don't, wanna, I don't want a pilot that has to become a missionary. Right. I want yeah. a missionary that's already a missionary that's going to be the pilot. Yes. Yep. And I so Michael grew up in Brazil. That's our son, mm-hmm. what I'm talking about. Or preacher. Our forming agent. Yeah. That's and so... Um, let me ask you this. We're coming close, uh, close to time here. Um, if, if you're talking to somebody, somebody comes up and asks you about uh, this trip, asks about 2025, asks about kicking around this idea of going on a, 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 just a, a unique opportunity. I'm just going to start down here with Stephanie, just move through. What's the one piece of advice? What's, what's the thing you would say? Uh, just do it. Just take a chance. Just go. That's it. Yeah, just just bite the bullet and say yes. Okay, let the rest of it just fall where it's supposed to fall. I knew nothing, but okay. I'm, just go. You'll figure it out. You got to say yes first, right? 
Yep. That's it. Okay, okay. Sweet. Ashley? I would say <laughs> I would say the same thing. Just do it. Um, anything that you're worried about will be taken care of, and just go and enjoy. Okay, all right. Russ, same, same vein, or what do you think? Oh, definitely, yeah. And, you know, I, I thought you showed us this list of questions, and I thought a lot about this question, and <clears throat> our, our devotion theme on this trip was from the minor prophets about how God was calling through the prophet, was calling the people back to God from lives of corruption and uh, spiritual devastation. And he was calling them back to God to, to make God the focus of their life. And in our lives, in our everyday life, you know, we should do that, whatever we're doing, but it's so easy to get focused on my family, my home, my job, <clears throat> my leisure time, you know, me, me, me. And it's hard to stay focused on God. And when you set time aside like that and just get away from it all, Randy actually talked about that a little bit in his mm -hmm. communion thing there a week or so ago. But when you get away from all that and really focus on God for a time like that, it blesses you so much. And when you get back, you want to work harder at implementing that into your daily life. So I would say it's, it's important even in your life after you get back to do something like that. Hmm. Very good. Thanks, Russ. Megan, did Russ take your answer? <laughs> well, word for word? I agree word. with everything that, <laughs> that they've said. And like, I feel like the hardest thing for me was leaving my kids. I've never left my sure. kids that long. But I feel like God provided peace for me. Like, mm -hmm. just do it. Yeah. Like, as much as makes you nervous or do it. Mm -hmm. You know, Mary uh, Faye said the same thing. We had a conversation, and she said, look, she said, the opportunity has presented itself. If I say no, then I'll say no the next time, or I may say no and, and never get the chance to serve in this capacity. And so she said, I'll say yes and figure out how later. Um, Earl, why don't you close us out? Any, any thoughts we've, we've left on the table or any advice that you would give? Well, I think you need to realize that when you do a trip, and we, we, we cannot do it without teams coming, sure. that the Brazilians, that the, the, the crew that work on the boat, uh, they know, and, and the people that we've worked with in the villages know, that you are sacrificing your family, you're giving up vacation, it's costly, mm -hmm. and they don't understand that these people come on this mission trip and they have to pay to do it. I said, yeah, that's the only way we cannot. There's no way. We don't have any other funds. And so we appreciate that. And the people there know that you sacrifice, you give up your vacation, you risk getting COVID or malaria, which nobody, well, I did once. I had malaria once in 2007. But that's the way, that's the only medicine you have to take that we require that people take uh, that come on the trip is malaria medicine. Mm, okay. There's usually no, no other kind of risk. Mm -hmm. But the thing about it is uh, it's worth getting malaria even again. Hmm. To see the, the change in the, in the people's lives over these years, on, I usually work 
as a translator for the doctor. And so people come in and they have their file card and you, you see that they've been on the boat before or they're not. Well, this one guy came on and uh, he had a new card. He had never been on the boat. And uh, he said, yeah, he said, uh, I've just heard about this work and I decided I wanted to meet the people that have changed the lives of the people that live along the river. Hmm. That's worth getting malaria for. Sure. Sure. And it's worth for you. You've sacrificed your lives, your family, but to know that those people, their lives have been changed for eternity because you did a mission trip. Hmm. And I say that sometime people are going to read Acts chapter 150 and read about a mission trip sure. of the Russellvania Church, and you're part of church history. Yeah. You helped write church history in the Amazon. It's incredible, Thank Earl. You. I was uh, I was going to say that exact thing. Uh, <laughs> I appreciate you saying that. That that really is the opportunity that we have. I think we have it in in, in Brazil. We have it in Russellvania. We have it where you go to work. You know, all those times you can continue to be the hands and feet of Jesus. I hope that um, you guys, yeah, if you're considering this, will talk to some of the people who have gone. Who, uh, Once again, if you could raise your hand. If you've gone on this trip, if you could raise your hand. Kind of look at these people and know know who they are. And these people up here on, on stage. Um, one of these days, I'm going to get the chance to, and I'm looking forward to it. We talk a lot about how we gain as much as uh, is given, in fact, even more. And that's okay. That's all right. Uh, there's nothing wrong with being uh, made fortunate. That is blessed. There's nothing wrong with being made fortunate with what we can do and where we can go. We're told to be good stewards, that the gifts we've been given, I was going to do this at the beginning of the service, I'm doing it now, uh, in First Peter chapter 4, the gifts we've been given we are told to use uh, to help others. We're told to be good stewards of that. Um, and the gifts that we are given are not just material things. They're opportunities, opportunities, the ability to sacrifice, the, uh, the chance to give of ourselves so that someone else that we, whose name we may not know and they may not know ours uh, can come to know and see, to see what the hands and feet of Jesus actually look like. Uh, and that comes through people who are willing to do this. And so I'm, I'm glad that we had a chance to talk to them. Renika and, and uh, Mary have an open invitation to share their story, and we'll have a chance to do that. We're going to talk about missions throughout the year, but uh, Central Brazil Mission, Project Amazonas, that's been a, a very important part of this church uh, for many years, and we certainly want to continue that, and we want you to see the, the actual feedback, because many people in this church do give. They give through time, treasure, and talent. And they, they can actually see and hear about the fruits of your labor and the fruits of your sacrifice. You can't get that with every charity uh, in the world, but you get it here uh, with this particular mission. And so uh, it's good for us to hear from these groups that have gone. I'm glad you're, you've been a part of this today. We do not have today a closing song, but we do have a chance to talk to our Father and thank Him. Would you stand with me and we'll do this and then, uh, and then we'll be dismissed. Father, I thank you. I thank you for this church. I thank you for their, uh, th their, their time right now, right here. 
Uh, we like to be taught. We like to be instructed. And yet, there are so many times uh, we can be taught and instructed through testimony. And I thank you that you've given us that chance. I thank you, Father, that you've given us opportunity, opportunity that not everyone has. And I don't know why you've given it to us, but allow us to be good stewards of it. Allow us to use these things well, to be excited about those who come to know Jesus. Be excited about your sons and daughters living in Brazil who we get to serve, your sons and daughters, our brothers and sisters that we get to serve with our hands, with our feet, Father. I thank you for this group. Uh, on stage here and others in this room who have taken uh, on themselves to take the risk, to make the sacrifice, uh, but also to gain so much as they've been a part of this. Father, I do ask that you will work upon the hearts and the minds of the people in this room, that for uh, that this moment, this time in their life, they will, as your daughter Stephanie says, just say yes one time, one moment, one year, say yes. Father, we know that you equip those who are called. Uh, and I ask that you'll put that into the hearts and minds of us. If we don't, Father, if we can't, I ask that you will help us also to support this mission and other missions with our time, our treasure, our talent, our prayer, that we will think about them. We'll know that there is an important part of the Rushovania Church of Christ in different places around the world. Well, that's just a fascinating gift, a fascinating gift that you have given us. We thank you for this, Father. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, you're dismissed for the day. Make sure you say hi. Computer simulation. I don't know. I don't read into stuff like that. I, you know, I try to, I have a hard enough time figuring out just real reality rather than, than that stuff. Uh, you know, we are told in 1 Peter chapter 4, uh, well, we're told multiple places in Scripture uh, that we are to use what we've been given in order to serve others and to be good stewards of this. Um, and that uh, is not just time, treasure, and talent, but the gifts that we've been given is also opportunity. Opportunity is a gift to be made fortunate, to be blessed in that way. Uh, and we're able to put those things to use and put those things to work. Uh, there are people in this church who do this all the time. Uh, there are people in churches all over the place that do this all the time. And, and this is great. But uh, today I want to talk to and about some of the folks who were able to go uh, to Brazil on the mission trip there to CBM and, and uh, Project Amazonas. Um, we also have with us today Earl who Earl Hobner, uh, who established this a long time ago, him and his wife, Ruth Ann. So if you guys, uh, if you went on the mission trip, if you, if you could come up here and take your seat or take a seat, I'll take this one. Go ahead and grab, Earl, if you want to grab those mics down there. Yeah, same, that's right, yeah. Same as the, see this is, you got to do this twice on a Sunday, you know, and you have to maintain, when you do this twice every Sunday, you have to maintain the same excitement and passion and drive, and you get to correct the mistakes that you made in the first service in the second service, so everybody in the second service gets the real lesson 
and uh, first service, they just get the trial run, right? Is that how that works? Well, these are your missionaries, folks. Um, you're familiar with them, familiar with most of them, no doubt. Stephanie May is here on the end. Ashley, uh, my wife, right here. Uh, Russ Varner, Megan Carpenter, and Earl Hobner on the end down there. Uh, Earl's had the chance to be here quite a few times over the past few years, share with us uh, about this mission in Brazil. Now, there are other missionaries that went to Brazil. Renika Rogers was able to go. Um, I don't think they ever... I, Earl, did you ever nail down her name? Were you ever able to remember Renika or you just random... Oh, okay, Veronica. Veronica. Is, is that... You just randomly pick a name? Is that... Um, well, we know her as Renika, okay? Uh, but she wasn't able to be here today. We had a lot of fun with that. I'm Call sure. I'm sure. Well, yeah, you had a lot. I don't know if Renika had a lot of fun with it, but you had a lot of fun with that. Uh, yeah, see? Yeah, Annie knows what we're talking about, right? Uh, and so Renika was a wit as well. She's not able to be here today, as well as Mary Faye. Mary Faye went, and she can't be here today. She's a little bit under the weather. Uh, but those two ladies, they have a standing invitation to share their story and their experiences with you. And it is, it's beneficial. It's beneficial to you and to them to hear those testimonies. And so we'll be talking about missions throughout the year, and they'll have a chance to share, share later on. It's all, what's that? Oh, and Mike, that's right. Uh, Mike Caudill. Mike, if you're listening, sorry about that. I forgot. That's my father-in-law. Um, he's, he went, Ashley's dad. Um, many of you know Mike and Jill like to spend the winter months in Florida, and uh, I was going to go with them this year, but I thought I'd stay here. But they are down in Florida. They'll be back later on. You can, they can share as well. I also think it's important to point out Jolie Weinbrenner. Uh, Jolie had the chance to go, and she, she desired to go. She had the excitement to go and the willingness to go. Unfortunately, there were a lot of things that happened. Uh, of course, the passing of her brother Kevin and, and a number of things in her life that made it uh, just, just not possible this time. But uh, she, she had that willingness to do it. And so it's important to remember, to remember her. Today we're going to get a chance to hear uh, uh, from our missionaries. I have some questions for them, but sometimes we'll, we'll go off script and that's okay. Um, and hopefully you'll have a chance to, some of your questions might be answered and some excitement might be fostered in your own mind. I, I, I wasn't exaggerating when I told you uh, that people are already, even after the first service, have been saying, hey, look, what can we do? I want to go. I want to I just make this official sometime in some way go. So I hope this stirs in your hearts and your mind as well. I want to thank God for our time, and then we'll continue on. Father, I do thank you for, uh, for your missionaries. Uh, whether they're here on stage, whether they're in this church uh, body. I thank you, Father, <coughs> for the challenges that they faced, but also the joys that they received. I thank you for the gifts that they were able to give through time, treasure, and talent, through the hands and feet of who and what they are. And of course, Father, we thank you for opportunity. Help us to recognize that opportunity, to see it, to seize upon it, Father, to be able and willing to get up in the morning and say yes. Yes, Father. I ask that this will be a time that glorifies Jesus and is productive for this, for this body. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, well, you could see on the screen behind us, and we're going to have some pictures scrolling, but the screen behind us is a, is a map 
this is kind of the area they were in Brazil. Brazil is a little bit bigger than I think it is in my own head, uh, but it's, it's got some good size. And they were uh, in the northern part of Brazil, up and down a small part of the Amazon. The Amazon River is about, what, Earl's Amazon River, about 4,000 miles long, something like that. I think it's, he's not even paying attention down there. He's, he's not even listening. I, <laughs> <laughs> but it's a long way. I mean, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's all right. <clears throat> so we're going to go with 4,000. Amazon River's 10,000 miles long, and uh, they're, they're in a small. It's pretty, it's big. It is big, it's yes. Big. I've heard. Uh, and uh, I've never seen it. I've never been there. Speaking of which, uh, has anybody in, in the room, obviously these folks on stage have gone, has anybody in the room uh, been on the CBM boat trip? How many we got? We got one, two, three, four, five, six. Wow, see, got a lot of people that have already been on this trip. Uh, and so they've, they've experienced this, they've seen this, and, um, and you've probably given testimony in the past in some way. Either it's been up here or it's been to another person. Um, and uh, you guys, though, um, you guys have, uh, Russ, you've been a few times on, on this trip. Uh, Earl, obviously, you've been on this trip many, many times. You was 200 times. 200 times. 200 times in 54 years, right? It'll be 54 years in July. Yeah. 20, 23 years in the Amazon. Okay, 23 years in the Amazon. But the, the actual mission itself has been around for 54, 54 years. 54 years. 54 years. That's a long time. Started in 1969, Earl and Ruth Ann. Um, and again, 1960. And that's I, all because of Lynn and Julie Cleveland. Is that right? It's okay. their fault. Oh, that's their fault. All right, fair <laughs> enough. Know. Fair enough. Well, but if they're, they're the listening, now they know. They're the uh, reason. We grew up together, and we followed them to Brazil, and we stayed. Sure, sure. I think uh, you guys have similar mannerisms, and he's, you're probably going to be upset with me about that, but I think you and Lynn have similar <laughs> mannerisms. Um, well, it's true. Let's just say it. We're all thinking it. There it is. All right? And so maybe you guys worked well together. Um, but I am curious, uh, here on stage, who, or just raise your hand, the first, to the, if this is your first trip to CBM, if this is your first trip, okay, and you know where I'm going with this. What about is, if this is your first mission trip ever? Anybody up here, first mission trip? And we start, oh, really? Okay. All right. All right. You, you see, you didn't raise your hand last time. All right, Megan, I'm going to ask Megan again here, though. <laughs> See, she says I, I, I asked that question. Megan, this is your first mission trip that you've gone on, Central Brazil Mission, Project Amazonas. Why this one? There's a million mission trips out there. There's a million missionaries out there. Why this one? Um, well, we've heard about this mission for... You're on. Okay. Just real close. Um, Keep it real close. Okay. <laughs> um, for years, going to church here. No, I didn't say a really long time this time. <laughs> um, but probably the is Vacation Bible School. A couple of years ago, CBM was a mission for Vacation Bible School, and we heard about it all week, and it's was like, I want to go. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if that was, I, that was the first time they were here for Vacation Bible School since I've been preaching here. Uh, but, Earl, you guys have been back and forth in this church for a long time. Right? Many times. Yeah, I mean, many, many years at this point. When it was out on the other side of town. Okay, okay. Well, let me, I'm curious about your perspective, Russ. We, we go from the first trip, first mission trip, somebody who's been on multiple mission trips and on this trip multiple times. Why, why have you gone on this trip multiple times? Is, was there anything unique about this 
particular trip, or is, is this just something you like to be involved in? Well, I do love being involved in it. I've been on several mission trips, and they are so rewarding and joyful. Um, actually, I wasn't going to go on this trip when it was scheduled a couple years ago. <clears throat> um, the Hoffmans were going to lead it, <laughs> and some stuff came up, and they couldn't go now when it was rescheduled, and we needed someone to lead the trip, someone that had been on the trip before. They liked to go. So I... Uh, prayed about it and talked to my wife a lot about it and decided to do it and and I'm really glad I did. It was mm -hmm. these these guys and Mike did a great job. Sure. Did you have any help planning the trip, doing some of the legwork, the groundwork? Uh, I didn't do very much actually. <laughs> Katrina and Rose Smith did most of the work. <laughs> some other people helped pack suitcases and stuff. We took we took nine giant suitcases full of medicine and gift bags and stuff with us mm -hmm. to Brazil. And we've even got one extra and some boxes for Earl to take home with him today. So. Mm -hmm. I, I want to, before I forget, I want to talk about that just a little bit more. Um, no, we took nine 50-pound bags <clears throat> to Brazil. And that's the kind of thing it takes for a trip down, down, down the Amazon. I mean, there's a lot of things that have to happen with the pharmacy a lot of meds that you guys use, correct? I mean, that's, a, that's the serious need, right? Yeah, we use on a trip, uh, we had a person, one of the trips calculated price-wise, and we give out on every trip eight to $10,000 worth of over-the-counter meds. Hmm. And that's just a one trip, one, one trip. week and a half down and back, right? And so after every trip, Ruth Ann would do an up-to-date meds needed list and then we send that out to the next two trips that are coming. Because if, we, like, we have a trip where we have a, a lot of the kids have cough and cold, so we use all of our cold and cough medicine. Mm -hmm. uh, this last trip, we ran out of Vicks. And so okay. that's a magic medicine in Brazil, Vicks and ibuprofen. And so that's okay. how we keep it stocked up. Okay. Like, a lot of the stuff that you brought went down in the storage room because we have to watch the dates, the expiration dates, so we bring other medicine up in the drugstore and keep it rotated like that. Okay, okay. And it's, it's a lot of involvement of people like you that don't go on a trip that contributes by bringing in vitamins and muscle rub and hydrocortisone cream and all that kind of stuff, and that's what we use on the boat, on the so, trips. So there's no such thing, so long as it's the, the right items. I know we can't take gummy things and, and stuff like that, but as long as it's the right item, you're going to use it, right? I mean, it's, it's, it's going right. to be used pretty The only quick. thing that we found out that doesn't work in the Amazon is gumming vitamins. Okay. It becomes one big gum. <laughs> <laughs> one big gum. <laughs> all right. Well, we'll keep that, we'll keep that in mind. Uh, I know people have donated some gummy things in the past, and we've had a chance to actually just in the church exchange those out uh, for some things that we could use. Um, and Megan, you had firsthand experience with all this stuff, right? Your one of your jobs was was in the pharmacy. What was what was that like? Did they just drop you off there and say, "Hey, good luck. I no. hope you give out the right stuff." No, I worked with Daniela. She is a Brazilian that was trained to um, work in the pharmacy, and just would like get the vitamins and ibuprofen and all that kind of thing ready for the patients that we saw. Okay. And Stephanie, you kept a record. 
of this whole thing. Now, was this, was this willing? Like, did you go with the intent of writing all this down no. and wanting to be the record keeper of all of this? No, it freaked me out. Okay. <laughs> okay, how, so, did this, how did this develop? My story real quick is I'm a nurse at Affiliated Dermatology in Dublin. Um, if you've had surgery with Dr. K, it's highly likely that I was your nurse. Um, I met Chris Watkins. And within 15 minutes of us talking about learning other languages and studying other cultures and serving others and travels, um, she said, well, you should go on the mission trip um, through my church. My son, Johnny, is the pastor, and I'll introduce you to some people. And that's how it happened. Fast forward to I'm on a bus. I'm on my way to Manaus, and Earl is telling us that he needs someone to write the journal for the website, the CBM website. And he says, Stephanie, you're going to do it. <laughs> and I turned to Judy, and I, I think I had this look of just like panic on my face, like, what does that mean? <laughs> she said, oh, don't worry, hon. You, he needs someone to do it, and you were making pre good eye contact. <laughs> so... That was probably it, and so we'll help you or whatever. And I was like, all right. So um, at the airport, Ashley had given me a journal from Chris Watkins. It was a gift that she had given both of us um, to write uh, about the trip. And I just got to thinking, all right, I can do this. I'm just, I'm just going to do this. I'll just, I'll just do it. And so um, it was scary, but doing hard things leads you to do other hard things and yeah. so and, and actually I, I really ended up enjoying it It was meant to be and um, I really enjoyed it so much that I have still been writing since I got home and I'm going to write a book about my adventures all right about your adventures just adventures in general or adventures going on this mission trip um, that would be a big part of it okay the mission trip okay. would be a big part of it All right. but uh, also other adventures in general and yeah. we'll we'll get to read this book yes right absolutely. okay okay you'll get to write the foreword <laughs> all right no problem we by the way this. her journal is on our website journal is on the website in the pictures about the trip that's right, cbm.org. cbm.org. br. Got to get the br in there. That's right. Yes, make sure you remember that website. Um, you can see, all, and a lot of pictures, a lot of the pictures you have on here. So we've seen a couple of jobs. Uh, Ashley, what was, your, what was your job on the mission trip? My job was to get their height, weight, and blood pressure. Um, they would come in as a family on the boat. Um, they would have file cards all stacked together, um, so I'd have to find out who belonged to each file card, pronounce their name way wrong, and figure out who was who. So that was my job. Okay. That was pretty funny because she would read their name and they would all just look at her. <laughs> no, nobody understood that. Who is this, right? There was ages on the card, Amos's age, I figured that out a year. Um, but it wasn't very helpful because they do not look their age. They are way look way younger than what they really are. So that wasn't that helpful. Okay. When they came to the kids. Then finally, I got her so she would come down the hallway, and and, and present the family to me. I'd made her. I, that's the only way she would learn it. Okay. So she'd say. The last day he made me do that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
well, Stephanie, you kept, you kept journal, but you also yes. help the dentist. Is that correct? Yeah, so I worked with Dr. Jesser Silva. He's just a brilliant, brilliant mind with a gentle, loving, patient soul. And um, I was really lucky to get to work with him. Okay. Really, All right. really fortunate. But you three are involved in some sort of medical field. And, and so I got a question really for Russ or Earl. Uh, look, if I want to go, I have I have not involved at all in a medical field. I, I wouldn't know the first thing about it. Um, sometimes people get a little apprehensive about this. If I want to go and participate. Okay, let's try it right now. Stand up. <laughs> what? All right, what do you got? Okay, you're going to work out on the front of the boat. Okay. okay that's your job, helping, right. it, helping the people get on with their babies and, you know, up the ramp and all that. Come on, come okay. on up. Do I have to? So we need, a, we need a medical patient. All right. Ashley's back there. She's wanting somebody to come on the boat. All right. So you would say, Proximo Magico. I'm sorry. What was that again? Proximo <laughs> Magico. Proximo Magico. Okay, good. There we go. All right. Proximo Dentista. Proximo Dentista. You got the job. All right. <laughs> well, wait a minute. Wait a minute. If I, who had the job? Who had, is that, is that was yeah, that your job? So that, you stood on the front of the boat. Yelled out, hey, look, we need another person for the dentist. There was, there was a couple other ladies that went up into the village and filled out medical cards for everybody before they came. Okay. So okay, they, Russell, what did you, you have to tell them when they came on the boat? Chena Sandalia, poor <laughs> Chena Sandalia, see? Chena Sandalia. Take off, take off your sandals. Oh, and Chena okay. Chena Sandalia, see? He got, he's, he's speaking and Portuguese. Bindo el Nasu Barco. Yeah. That was welcome to our boat. I learned a few things to be able to talk to them a little bit. Okay, so you and got the. Sometimes e they understood me, and some of them just looked at me kind of weird. <laughs> why, don't, of why, don't we just, why don't we just speak Portuguese now? And, <laughs> and <laughs> now that you know it. <laughs> um, oh, well, okay, all right. I don't, I don't know Portuguese, but it's, it sounds as though you, there's a lot not just to do, but there's also a lot to learn and a way to go outside of something you've originally done, right? I mean, the, well, the whole thing's new. The other trips I went on, I actually did construction projects. Okay. <laughs> so he has a lot of those going on as well. Okay, but, but, but this trip I stayed on the boat. Now, is construction work and things like that off the boat, is that done during every trip or just no. once in a while? Just every once in a while when we have a special project. Like now, we're building a nine-foot wall all, all the way around the greenhouse property. Okay. And so we might have group that will come that have three or four men that want to stay in San Sebastian, so they'll just stay there at the mission house. Okay. And the boat leaves and then comes back and tries to remember to get them so we don't keep okay. them there for a few months. And so if I've got, if I'm here in the church and I've got nothing that has anything to do with the medical field, I can still go and right. you can still you use can me. Go. You can still go. All right. So we looked at the different capacities in which you served. And, and, and in your different capacities, um, or, or maybe just on the trip in general, was there was there something particularly eye-opening? Uh, if this is definitely if this is your first time, was there something that a perspective you thought you had and that has changed? Was there a need that was that was there that you didn't know was so severe? Was there something you did that you didn't think you could do? Was there anything any moment that was particularly eye-opening? Something you learned that you didn't know before? Any of it? You answered this question in a different way in the first service, and you answered it well. Let's try this. What was one of your favorite moments on the trip? What was this experience? Go ahead. My favorite 
Yeah. So my favorite moment was the worship. Um, every morning we would do with the Brazilians, we would do a Bible study um, with the Brazilians and with us and do worship with them. And then we also do it in the villages. So that was my favorite moment. So you were on, you were on the boat and you had worship and you had Bible study and things like that. But was it every day that you got the chance to go to the village and you got a chance to be in the church and, and worship with them? Or was that just once in a while? So, no, we only went to a couple in the village for the worship with them. But every morning we would do it on the boat with the crew. Okay, with the, the crew. crew. With the crew. Did you guys get a chance to experience a little bit of the culture? Did you get a chance to get off the boat into either the villages or some of the towns, just kind of see what they had to offer? Did you guys do that? In San Sebastian? I don't know. What do you think? Megan, did you go? Yes. Okay. Okay. Yes. Yeah, but in San Sebastian, they never did find McDonald's. No. I told them where it was, <laughs> but did. they never found we it. We never found it. <laughs> we were looking for Chick-fil-A, too, and they didn't have it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we walked around the villages a little bit, but for the most part, um, we were able to walk around San Sebastian and see, like, walk some of the grocery stores and through the streets and that type of thing. Okay. What about what about the preparation? You know, people come up here and they talk about this a lot, um, and and we ask questions of people in this church who have gone. Number one, were you? And again, for for any of you, I asked this to Ashley last uh, last service, but just for any of you, uh, were you apprehensive about this trip? Were you a little scared to make the choice to do it? And what was it that encouraged you? Actually, I do want to ask Ashley. What, what was it that encouraged you to go and participate? She's in here. That's right. Um, actually, Randy, he was talking one time when you guys had people up here about um, writing a will, I think was what he said at one point, and bringing, you know, leaving his whole family. And I thought, if Randy could do it and he's that excited, then I, sh I can do it. So. All right. What about the rest of you? Was it also Randy that made you go on this trip? <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Stephanie? It was just, Randy. It wasn't Randy. <laughs> but, you, but you talked to mom, and, and, and yeah. that was enough, right? That, I mean, that was, was enough for me. You she, just said yes. She seemed like a great person, and Ooh. I just, um, oh. we immediately hit it off, and I was, that was good enough. Okay. I'm in. Okay, well, I like her. I like, I like her, too. I think she's a good person. <laughs> Megan, what was it? Um... Vacation Bible School, and then probably Ashley talking about going, and originally I thought I needed somebody for my family to go with me, and it's like, oh, she's, I, I guess I could go by myself. Right, well, not right. by myself, but. Right, with, I understand. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's a big, that's a big deal. Because she but has four kids that she left at home. That's right. Was there any particularly hard thing? Sometimes people think that it's hard to. Uh, maybe to raise the funds to go, or you know, Earl mentioned this is something we gotta we gotta pay to do. Did that was that difficult in any way? Even procuring donations was it? Was there any difficulty involved in actually going? Whether it was whether it was your own house, your own home, preparing your family, or even the the steps you had to take to get there. Did anybody find it overwhelming? No? What was the hardest thing? I think I'll answer for fundraising. I think it's hard to ask for money. I don't know if anyone else feels highly uncomfortable doing that, but I did. And um, but then once you start doing it, you get good at it. Yeah. So I blasted a post out on Facebook. <laughs> I asked coworkers, and I'm like, 
gaining momentum. I'm like, I'm asking everybody. I'm like, look, the mission trip's like 1,200, the flight's 1,000 and something, and you just, you get better at it. Once you do something that's hard, you keep on going, and the next time it's not that hard. Mm -hmm. And then it becomes easier and easier. Sure. And then that spills over and bleeds into your life. Okay. That was Very hard. good. Very no, good. No, it wasn't. And then you're doing something else that was hard. Yeah. You thought. Yeah. And 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 the money comes. The mm -hmm. money. Do not be worried about the money. It sure. comes. Yeah. Yeah. It's more, but it's it's a sacrifice of. It's really a sacrifice of time, right, Earl? I mean, that's a that's a big sacrifice. Yeah. The 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 financial part, as I said before, you can know that you're going to go in, in a couple of years on a trip. You can, what, what it's going to cost you is your time. You can raise enough money and have a type of letter you send out to ask people that can't go, that are willing to help. And you know who those people are. And you don't, you don't write a letter and say, would you help me with $5? No. You, you, know, you know the person, and, you, and in a little bit of time, you can raise the money you need. It's going to cost you your time. You have to plan your vacation. Uh, the sacrifices, like like Megan giving up her family, four kids, for two weeks. You know, not not everybody can do that. That's a, that's a big sacrifice, and it's a big for her husband. You know, he's probably going crazy. You know, <laughs> two weeks with the kids. But that's that's part of the trip, and I think a lot of times that that we here in the states. We really don't know what it's like to live by faith. Hmm. Mm -hmm. When you're on the mission field, you don't have a choice. I mean, yeah. it's, it's faith or it's not. I mean, and I think the same way in getting ready to go, if you have enough faith that God wants you to go, things are going to work out. Okay. Okay. Well, we're talking about, uh, it seems like we talk a lot about what we have taken from it, what we've gained from it. Um, in all in all seriousness, do you guys feel like you've gained more than you've given? Is it is it something that? What about your perspective? Has it has it changed a perspective on anything that you once thought, uh, you know, th that you think differently now? Have you guys gained from that, Russ? Yeah, I think um, I've thought a lot about that with all with all the mission trips I've been on. <clears throat> The, the devotion study this week or this on our trip this time was was from the minor prophets about God calling people through the prophet back to himself from a life of spiritual bankruptcy and moral decay and kind of like our world is today and uh, to make the, the point he drove home was to keep God a priority in our life which it's really hard to do in our everyday life. We should do it, but we get so wrapped up in in my family, my home, my work, my playtime, you know, me, 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 that it's hard to keep God a priority and all that stuff. Well, when you set aside a time to just put all that aside and go off and serve in the mission field like that, and Randy mentioned that a little bit in his devotion or his meditation a couple weeks ago, <clears throat> you get all that stuff off your mind and you really focus on God and you feel the joy and the reward out of that and even when you come back home you're more 
competent and you, you more want to make that a part of your daily life instead of just when you go on the mission field. So it changes you, it really does. Mm. Is it, was it easier to go the second time than the first time? I mean, you know, once you do these things, it, it, you know, Stephanie was saying, you do one hard thing, it's easier to do the next, right? Right. Okay, okay. Well, man, this time flew. This time went by a lot faster than the first one. Um, let me ask you this. Um, we're just going to close with this, and I just want this from, from everybody. We'll just move down the line. I know Russ has kind of already talked about it a little bit, but um, if you're given one piece of advice, if somebody comes up to you and says, look, I'm thinking about this, um, I, I don't know how it's going to work, but I'd like to, uh, what's the piece of advice you would give them? Uh, same answer, just dive in, just do it, go for it, forget about it. Say yes, figure out how on the other yes. end of things. Yeah, the rest will get there. Yeah, I think, Ashley, what do you think? Yeah, same answer. So my biggest fear, worry, anxiety, however you want to word it, is leaving them. So I was at peace the entire time. So don't let that hold you back. Just go. We weren't. I'm sorry. We were not at peace the entire time. <laughs> I'm glad you were at peace. We weren't. But we managed. We figured out. I mean, if Cole can do it with four, right? We, I can do it. I can, I can manage What are you one. complaining about? You only had one. Yeah, that's right. We, 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 well, it was tough, but we made it. Um, Russ, I know you kind of shared some of these things already, but is there, is there another piece of advice that you would just, you would give anybody? I, I just want to encourage anybody to do it, that, that God will provide. If you step out in faith, God will provide and help you to do whatever you want to do for God. And I also just want to say that this guy is pretty awesome. Hmm. He's, he's going to be 81 years old this summer. He's been leading this mission for 54 years, and he does an incredible job. He makes it fun. He makes it godly. He, he's just awesome. And we couldn't even keep up with him. I mean, he, he took his shopping in Manaus, and he was walking ahead of us, and we, we were having to hurry. He was saying, Earl, slow down. <laughs> He's a great leader in this ministry. Well, I'll mark that question off. What is your honest opinion of Earl? Uh, just leave that off of here. Megan, any, any advice? I mean, you, get, you got one chance. You got one moment, one person in front of you. What are you going to tell them? Just go. Just go. No, it'll, everything will fall into place. What if I, I mean, can't? Cole may what not I agree, know. but. <laughs> yeah, yeah, very good, very good. Earl, why don't you wrap us up? Um, look, I, sometimes we can take a group. Sometimes there's just individuals who want to go. Can someone go as an individual? Do we have to go as a group? What's 2025 looking like? Um, is, are there chances that we can still serve? Yeah, 2025, we're booked up the rest of this year and next year. We had somebody wanting to go in July now. With We're, we're booked up. Trips, and I'll have to mark with Katrina tomorrow, mm -hmm. August trip. For, but if you're one or two, just a couple, there was a couple that wanted to go. Then they said their two teenage kids want to go too. So that makes hard to get in with another group. We we need ten to twelve people in every trip. Usually, if we have more than twelve, unless we have a construction group, that's too many. There's not that much, not not that many jobs on the boat. Okay. But 10 to 12 people makes for a good trip. Okay. So sometimes a, a group has five people, then they'll join you with another church that has five people and mm -hmm. make a good mm -hmm. trip. So we get the chance to participate in Brazil in a mission. That's a, that's a fingerprint of 
Russellvania, Ohio, somewhere around the world. Is it worth doing? Is it worth going? I mean, is there something that you could take or leave, or is it is it is it something that's going to change the life of, of people down there and the life of people in this no. church? You may, people come and they think, well, I'm, I'm wasn't a doctor or nurse, and you know, but because of your, just your presence there, those lives of the people that you meet and that we see in the villages, their lives are changed for eternity because you took enough faith and you, enough of your time to, to come and share part of your life with those people there. Well, I hope that through conversation, if you guys are thinking about making the most of this opportunity, I hope you do. Some of you have, and you, you can talk to any one of the people on this stage if you have questions. You can ask me about it, but frankly, I don't have as many answers as they do. Um, I've worked behind the scenes, sending quite a few people. Um, I think we've lined up a few people uh, to go in, in 2025. Um, I think Renika and Megan and Ashley already decided that uh, Cole and Andy and I are going to go sometime, so we don't have a choice on that, Andy. We're going we're gonna to go and experience this. Um, uh, yeah, that's right. That's right. We've been told. Yeah, that whole free will thing that John was talking about <laughs> earlier, uh, we've been told this is what we're doing, uh, and it's good. I'm glad that we get to be a part of that, but I hope that you get the chance to either Talk to these folks. Talk to Earl. You can always connect with Earl, too, uh, by email and so forth. But also people in this room. Again, if you've gone before, if you could raise your hand just one more time. If you have questions about uh, going, on Brazil, going to Brazil, if you have questions about what it takes or how fulfilling it can be, I encourage you to talk to those folks as well. This is an opportunity that not very many people are given. It's not really the chance that, that, that everyone has. Mary Faye, uh, you know, she went this year, and she's unable to be here today, but we had a candid conversation. I said, Mary, I said, it's a challenge. I said, are you up to it? She says, here's the opportunity. The opportunity is now. The opportunity is not tomorrow. It's right here. It's right now. And I want to say she did yes. a terrific job. Good, good. She Excellent. sure did. She's a lot of fun. She's a little ornery, she was, but she's a lot of fun. Everybody helped her but she was very important to the, to the whole team. Good, good. Let me right. say this in finishing. You, you sometimes, I know we're the same way. We wonder, is it really worth what we're doing? You, you know, you stop and think, you know, trying to count the costs and everything involved. And on one of the trips, I usually translate for the doctor, and we have everybody that comes on has a file card. And this gentleman came in the doctor's office, and I noticed it was he had a, had a clean card. It was his first time on the boat. And he came in, and he says, uh, are you Pastor Francisco? He said, I want to meet him. But that's my name in, in Brazil, because they can't say, oh. <laughs> they, they say, so my middle name is Francis, and so I go by Pastor Francisco. And I said, uh, I thought, oh, no, and I wonder what happened now. He says, well, I've never been on this boat but I've heard about it, and I noticed you were here, and I wanted to come on the boat, and I wanted to meet the people that have changed the lives of the people that live in the villages. That makes it worth it. Even if you get malaria or whatever you get, <laughs> you're, re you're ready to go back.
And you and you've had a taste of malaria before, right? Yeah, I did it in 2007, but I, I'm not worried about it. I'll get it again if if that if that's what it means, you know. Yeah. But I, I learned this in, in working in the Amazon, and if you don't remember anything else that, that I said or what we said up here, remember this, where Jesus goes, everything gets better. Hmm. Where Jesus goes, everything gets better. And we have seen that in the Amazon in 23 years. There is just unbelievable the, the things that have happened in, even in the Amazon, and it's not it's not not us that have changed the people that live in the village. It's Jesus that's changed. And that's the reason our project is Pro Project Amazon Christ Life and Health. <coughs> and we let them know when we get to a new village. You know you, things are going to get better for you. We got medicine. We got a dentist. We got a doctor. But our goal is for you to become a follower of Jesus, and we have never been turned down. We've never had anybody in any village say, well, don't come back here. And that's, that's, that's the way we operate. Where Jesus goes, everything gets better. Church, also, hey, John, real quick. This, this mission is, what you've seen and heard is all about the boat, but it's more than the boat. Mm -hmm. They have over 50 churches in the Amazon area that they've established. They train pastors, they have a, an evangelist and his wife that basically live on a boat going from village to village, teaching people about Jesus. It's, it's a really big deal in spreading the gospel, planting churches, as well as the medical boat. Well, seize the opportunity, church. Uh, be the hands and feet of Jesus. You get to do that in Russellvania. You get to do that at your workplace. You get to do that wherever you go if you focus on it and if it's, a, if it's a priority in your life. But this, this is an opportunity that not everybody has, and you can be this lasting effect. That next chapter, as Paul or as, uh, uh, as Earl was talking about, that next chapter in Acts of the Apostles, the Acts of the Church spreading throughout the world, that can be you. And so talk to these folks, pray about these things, and now's the time. Now's the time to act, even, even if you're looking two years in the future. Uh, you got to start thinking about these things now. I encourage you. I want to go. I've, I'm someone who's always had the desire and never had the opportunity, really. Uh, but we're going to change that, I think, Andy, maybe you and me. We're going to change that at least for a couple years, and I'm going to get a chance to go down there. So seize it, say yes, wake up, say yes, figure out the details later. Um, I, I appreciate you guys going. I appreciate you uh, speaking to the church. Um, and uh, I just, we're not going to have a closing song today. Uh, but we are going to thank God for our time here, and then after that, you're dismissed. Would you stand with me? Yeah, yes. Oh, very good, very good. Can you, can you thank God for our time in Portuguese? Okay, just, just pray for us, and then we'll, uh, we'll be out of here. What's that? In heaven, we're going to speak Portuguese. That's the language. Adam and Eve were speaking Portuguese at the very beginning. Yeah, yeah, all right. Um, actually, could you, if you could use your microphone, that way people online can hear it too. And... Thanks, sir. Pai, nós te louvamos, te agradecemos, porque o Senhor tem sido muito bom para conosco. Nossos corações se alegrem na tua presença, 
sabendo que o Senhor está em controle de tudo. Aceita a nossa gratidão pela esta reunião, pelas pessoas que têm participado da viagem, que estão aqui hoje, os outros que não estão, continuar abençoando eles. E que essa igreja continue sendo um braço usado por ti para expandilizar o Evangelho no mundo inteiro, e mais ainda no Amazonas. Muito obrigado, em nome de Cristo. Amém. Amém. All right, church, you are dismissed. Remember, take the chance uh, to talk to these folks, talk to people around you, get some information about it. Thanks to you. Have a good week. <laughs>